You're listening to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast with your host, Melody Spencer, a show where female entrepreneurs get radically honest about life and business. Today's episode is sponsored by Swiftly Social Digital Marketing. Swiftly Social helps people create a heart-centered digital marketing and Facebook ads strategy that gets you results. For a free video tutorial on how to grow your Facebook following by 10,000 or more, visit swiftlysocial.com. Hey guys, welcome to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. I am, of course, your host, Melody Spencer, and I am so excited to have Ina Coveney here today. She is a business coach and a WordPress Press expert. Gosh, I can't even say that word. <laughs> WordPress expert, which I should know how to say because I use WordPress. <laughs> and she is just so fun to talk to. I connected with her on Facebook and we've just become friends since then. So welcome, Ina. And I was so excited to hear all about your journey in business. Thank you so much for having me, Melody. And yes, every Every entrepreneur who is dignified and calls themselves an entrepreneur uses WordPress. So I commend you for that. Yes. Yeah, you know, I had something else a few years ago and it was just absolutely terrible. Right. So I finally hired a designer and said, okay, here you go. Can you set this up? Thank you. Yes, good call. Good call. That's how it's done. Yeah, I have gotten so many compliments on my website and... I, because I know the basics of WordPress, I can go in and add things, change things, schedule right. my own blog posts, you know, whatever, because WordPress is pretty easy once you get the hang of the basics. Exactly. I think that's what, that's the key to it. Like it's, it's easy once you learn it, right? And once you learn it, it's a lifelong skill that you just gave yourself to be able to edit anything on your site and not have to run into an emergency on Sunday at 1030 when, where your web person is nowhere to be found yeah. and you have the wrong date of your launch on your website and you have no idea how to even oh. go in because you don't have the login. And you know, I, I don't like for people to be caught in those situations. So yeah, learning WordPress, lifelong skill. <laughs> well, cool. So tell us more about you and how you got to where you are. Oh my goodness. All right. So <laughs> it all started. First of all, I'm going to um, to address the elephant in the room, my accent. Where am I from? I don't want you to spend the next hour trying to figure out where the accent is from. <laughs> um, I am from Venezuela, originally Venezuela and South America. Um, and um, I was there until I was 16. I came to the US um, around that time. And um, I have to tell you, I fell in love with the culture here. I fell in love with, um, I live in Boston right now. I fell in love with this area. This is, this is my home away from home. And it's been 20 years since then. And the accent is not going anywhere. So, <laughs> well, I love your accent. I think Thank you. <laughs> I'm all about cool accents. So. <laughs> Thank you very much. So yeah, that's where it all started. And, um, actually started out with a corporate career and I was in corporate for 15 years working at General Electric. I worked at Mass General Hospital, some pretty big names. Then I went into consulting and I was working for companies like Bain Capital, Rhodes Scholar here in Boston. Wow. And um, it's been, I mean, 
it's been a wonderful experience. I loved doing what I did. My, my trade, my work was being a project manager for software projects. And I was awesome at what I did. I mean, I, I could get a project that was in complete chaos and just turn it right around in a matter of a couple months. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, it was super fulfilling. I love the people that I worked with. Um, so I had, you know, I, I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. It's something that I've always wanted to do, but I never knew that it was possible. I thought it was just something that other people did. I thought it was something that you did when you are Mark Zuckerberg and you, you know, drop out of college to do this in your garage with other equally smart people. And I didn't know that it was a thing. I mean, now that, you know, I don't know, uh, Melody, are you... Are you like part of this clan that you started out in corporate and went yeah, off to do your thing? I was a, an executive assistant for years. Yeah. And I hated my job. Yeah. And I just was like, you know what? I'm going to try this. Much like you, I thought entrepreneurs were like Steve Jobs or, you know, right. those kind of people. But I had more and more friends that had left corporate jobs and just gone off on their own. And I just tried it. And oh. I was like, well, worst comes to worst, I'll just go back to a regular job. Right. And here we are almost seven years later. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, I made my pivot this past January. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about that. First of all, you are very lucky to have had friends who had already done it because <laughs> I I knew no one. I mean, uh -huh. I have been... So let me let me go back to I'll go back a few years. Back in 2011, I had my first baby, and just like any other mom who just had their first kid, and she prides herself in being, you know, a, a corporate career woman, right? There was no way I was going to take more than you know three months leave, and some people don't even get that. I was going to mm -hmm. go back to work because, and this is the way I, I've rationalized it. My mindset back then was, you know, don't make me a stay-at-home mom like for some reason there's this there there's like two bands right like mm -hmm. when you're working there's the stay-at-home moms and then to the stay-at-home moms there's the that side the working moms and I don't know why like we can't just all coexist yeah. right I don't know why we look at the other like oh I wouldn't do that we can all be whatever we want to yeah, be I mean I don't I don't have kids yeah but my friends that have kids, they've talked about that. Yeah. And like damned if you do, damned if you don't, uh, you know, you know, if you're going to work, you feel guilty for not being home with your kid. If you're go if yeah. you're staying at home, then you're like, man, I'm bored. I wish I was at a job. Right. So either way you're frustrated and yeah. you're right. I wish we could all just coexist together. Yeah. And now, just say, you know what, good for you, whatever your choice is. Exactly. Exactly my point, Melody. Exactly my point. But at the time, that's not what I was thinking. At the time, I was like, oh, no, it's the them versus us kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm here thinking, no, 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 I'm a career woman. I'm not a stay-at-home mom. No, 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 no. I'm going to go back to work, and I'm going to tell my friends, hey, we can still hang out. I know I just popped out a baby, but life is going <laughs> to stay the same, right? Nothing has to change. So... <laughs> That, that was my mentality when I had my first one. But for some reason, going on maternity leave and actually having time that I wasn't going to be working, which to somebody who, you know, who works full time, that sounds like a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> once you go through it, you're like, no, this is, this is. A yeah, not, not with an infant. That's definitely not. A vacation. Exactly. It's, it's not a vacation, vacation where you don't sleep. 
<laughs> exactly. It's a vacation where you don't sleep. Exactly. Where you don't sleep and you barely take a shower because you don't have time for it. But I'm here thinking, oh, Matura lived three months without working. That's like a vacation that is amazing. So I had my kid. First month was, you know, trying to get used to what the group was, you know, only sleeping, baby only sleeping for a couple hours at a time. Then the second month was more like, okay, let's accept visitors. Let's start going out a little bit more, like, you know, for walks, right? Not talking like, take him into town. But like, (laughs) not for a walk, getting out of the house. Then the third month is when I was like, okay, I, I got it. I got the groove of it. And now I got like four more weeks of this. And I said, okay, this is my time. This is my chance. I want to give entrepreneurship a shot in one month, in like four weeks. <laughs> so uh, what I decided to do, because I, I knew WordPress, I had worked in it just a little bit. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start to build a portfolio. So I walked down to the uh, diner in my town, which I love. They had fresh squeezed orange juice and they had these, um, they call them the Elvis pancakes and they're pancakes with peanut butter chips and bananas. And oh oh my God, it's amazing. Um, I love this place. And I noticed that they didn't have a website. So I went down, I'm like, hey, I'll make your website for free. And they're like, uh, sure. Like, so I made their website and like in those four weeks, And I posted it on Facebook, just on my personal profile. Like, hey guys, look what I did, right? Isn't this cute? Look what I did with my maternity leave. And um, I, you know, I got a lot of accolades and somebody, my husband's uncle, reached out to me and said, hey, the webmaster for my church disappeared. Like we can't reach them. So do you mind talking to them to see if you can help them? I'm like, okay. So uh, that was my first real client. Then from there, it was all word of mouth. It was all, oh, Ina knows websites and my web- webmaster disappeared. I don't know why webmasters disappear, but yeah. that's how I have gotten like half of my jobs. It's like, hey, we can't reach our webmaster and we don't even know how to access our website. Can you please help us? So that's kind of like how this whole thing started. And I went back to work like because I had to because, you know, there's no way I'm not going back to work. Then a few years went by and I'm here learning more and more about online marketing and about getting yourself out there and about Facebook groups and having an audience and podcasts. So I created, I've had, right now I have a podcast, right? Corporate Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. And this is my third podcast because in all this time, I was like, oh, if there's something technical, I can do it. I can figure that out. I I do have a computer science degree. I have an MBA. I can do this. So whenever something new came up, like a podcast, I'm like, I'll start a podcast. That doesn't sound so hard. (laughs) So I've had already like three podcasts. Whenever there was something exciting, I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to just jump in and do it. So then that brings us to this year, January. I, uh, in September, in September, I had my second baby. He's one year old. His name is James. He's adorable. And um, so I went back on maternity leave again. And again, I'm thinking vacation. I'm thinking I can do this. And then things started happening at work that I was not cool with. Like they had promised me. In fact, they had given me a promotion. And uh, But they decided not to give me the pay raise with it because, oh. and I quote, you're going on maternity leave anyway. So that's BS. And it's that's, not just BS. Yeah. It is a little bit illegal too. <laughs> yeah, that's but yeah, that happens all the time for yeah. women. I 
I watched a whole like documentary about how the wage gap between men and women actually affects women who choose to have children more than women who don't. Oh, yes. I believe which, it. Which did not shock me, but it also was kind of angry. <laughs> right. So yeah, that's awful. And I'm sorry you had to deal with that. But no, it, it so you should have seen Melody. You should have seen when I was going through that. That was like right before I went on maternity leave, this when this happened. And I was talking to my husband because I'm like, this is not right. And I I reached out to a lawyer whose website I had made. He was one of my clients. And um, I reached out to him and I knew he did employment law. And I'm like, hey, so this happened. I know that it's not cool. What do I do? And he said, well, it it depends on how far you want to get this. Do you really want to sue the company for it? Do you really want to go through all of that? Like you really have to think about how this is going to affect your life. And I'm here, Melody, eight and a half months pregnant. So my husband and my mother, they talk to me and they're like, can you please just worry about this after the baby's done? We don't want you to be stressed out. We want the baby to be safe. Can you please just hold off, go back to work, see what the situation is, and then you can leave after if you want. But please, can you just get through having the baby? So I'm like, fine. Okay, you got to think of what's important in life, right? Fine. That's okay. So while I was on maternity leave, they called me and they said, hey, that promotion is not happening anymore. Going back and doing your old job. And at first I said, okay. I'm like, if that's where you need me, that's what I'll do. So I went back for one week. And at the end of the week, I quit. It was not what I wanted to do. But here's the deal to everybody who's listening. I had been thinking about entrepreneurship for years now, right? But nobody wakes up from having a wonderful job, a wonderful family, a wonderful house with a two-car garage and decides, I'm going to quit my job today. Mm -hmm. Everything is fine, but I'm going to quit anyway because I want to try this other thing. Nobody does it that way. Mm -hmm. When these things happen, it's because something external gave you that final push, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I tell people that, look, it's okay that that you're... comfortable in your job. It's okay that you're happy at your job. I was happy at my job. I love what I did. It's okay that you're happy at your job. But if you're thinking, just even thinking about going into entrepreneurship, start doing it on the side, start small, because when these external things happen, you want to be ready to be able to make that decision for yourself and not have somebody else make it for you. That's exactly what happened to me. So I started this pivot of my business back then, and it's been a wild ride ever since. (laughs) I'm having so much fun with it, Melody. You don't even know. So what has been one of the craziest moments so far in the past eight months? Okay, the (laughs) the first crazy moment was when I decided to hire my coach. Um, Melody, you and I are entrepreneurs. You and I know what coaches do. You and I know a million coaches, right? Yes. I feel like I talk in this voice all the time with my husband about coaching and the online world and he's not in that and he doesn't understand it. So I assume everybody knows these big name coaches and then I'm like, oh wait, no, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Exactly. I mean, I'm telling you when you when you work full time, work at a corporate job or whatever it is, you have no idea that there is this entire other mm-hmm. ecosystem of coaches, of people helping each other create businesses and make money. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was. I just quit my job. I was not planning on being a coach. Melody, for I'm going to tell you for a legit 7 months into my business, I refused to be a coach. I'm like, no. Nope. <laughs> 
I make WordPress sites, right? But I know that I don't want to trade time for money anymore. So I'm going to create a WordPress course, which I did. I actually created a full-blown WordPress course. That's awesome. I put it out there like I had my lunch and two people bought it. <laughs> you know? So, I know exactly how that is. I did a, my first course in January and yeah. it was such a flop because I was not confident in my course selling abilities. Right. Yeah. Right. And to me, like there's a progression of things, right? Like nobody is going to come to me for a WordPress course. Who am I? Where did I come from? Nobody knows who I am. Why would they even buy anything from me? So that's when I started to realize with the help of other people that I've talked to that having one-on-one clients helps you not only set up your confidence, just like you said, Melody, set up your confidence, figure out what your price points is, but figure out what your audience's pain points are, mm-hmm. right? So one-on-one coaching became inevitable. It's like, okay, I know I can do this and it's really going to help me launch whatever it is I do. So now I do one-on-one coaching and I love it. It's wonderful. I feel like really helping people one-on-one. So back in January. In fact, back in December, remember, I didn't decide to quit my job until January, until I went back for one week. Back in December, I, I saw, this was, I, I love this story because it, it shows you what online marketing can do, okay? I, by this point, I had been studying Amy Porterfield mm-hmm. and you know, I knew about the online marketing machine. I knew about opt-ins. I knew about freebies. Every time that I saw a, a, a Facebook ad, I would study it. I would be like, okay, what are they doing right? What are they doing wrong? Mm-hmm. You know? So I was lying in bed on, in December, my baby was two months old and it's a Saturday morning and I'm scrolling through the news and I see a Facebook ad because you can put Facebook ads on different, right. uh, different platforms, right? So I wasn't on Facebook. I was on my Flipboard app, on my news app, but a Facebook ad came up and it was this girl and she was sitting at a desk. She, she was smiling. She had a mug in her hands. You know, I don't drink coffee, but I know people drink coffee and, and you know, makes me think of milkshakes. So I'm like, okay, milkshake. That's fine. Hot chocolate. That's all right. Um, and she's smiling and she's looking at the camera and the caption says something to this effect. Hey, all you girl bosses out there. And I'm like, I'm a girl boss. I can do this. And she's like, I have a free entrepreneur's resource library. Just click here. And I'm like, I could do that. All right. Click. I get the, I get access to the library and then I find the tripwire, right? It's just that, mm-hmm. that thank you screen that tries to sell you, upsell you in something else. And I see the tripwire and it's a video of her and it's saying, oh, by the way, if you want to create killer content, click here. It's only $17. At this point, I had realized that all the money I had made in my business making websites, I was not using it. I had very low costs, Melody, because it was just me making a site. It's just my time that I get paid for. I don't have tools. I don't have you know, things that I need to buy. So I was just accumulating money on my business bank account and then paying a crazy amount for taxes. So basically I was just building a, you know, a a bag of money that was just, I was just given the government every year. At this point I had realized, you know, I really should spend that business money so that I can write it off. So I'm not spending so much on taxes. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at the $17 price tag and I'm like, my business can afford to spend $17 (laughs) on this. So I went and I clicked and I got it. And Melody, I stopped cold. I was like, oh my goodness, this girl just got me 
from having no idea who she was to buying something from her in a matter of five minutes. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe it. Whatever that was, I needed to have it. This girl's name is Rachel Engom, N-G-O-M. Oh, yeah, I know who she is. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I immediately replied back to the email that I got with the freebie. And I said, Rachel, (laughs) I don't know how you did that, but that was very impressive. So she replied and she said, thank you very much. Would you like to get on a call? Now, now I understand what she was doing, right? She was starting her coaching practice at the time and getting people on the phone is very important. Yeah. Um, So she's like, would you like to talk about it? I'm like, sure. That is so nice. So I got on the phone with her. She talked me, you know, she talked me through the questions that I had. She let me talk a lot. And then at the end, she said, well, you know, I help entrepreneurs with this. I help them like get their you know, their freebies set up and their website set up. And I'll guide you through all of that. And when she gave me her price tag per month, I was like, oh, that's, that's deep. That's, that's exactly how much my business is making per month. Like my steady, like passive income. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's exactly how much my business makes per month. So that's a little bit steep for me. Is it okay with you if I just try a few things for six months and then we regroup? And um, she, the savvy businesswoman that she is, she replies, she's like, okay, you can do that. But tell me one thing. How long have you been trying to get this done on your own? I'm like, "Mm, but couple of years. And uh, yeah, for the first year, I created a freebie that took me all year to make and it never saw the light of day. And she's like, okay, so what makes you think it's going to be different from now until six months from now? Like, I can just help you do this now so that six months from now, you're already making money. And I'm like, that's attractive. Uh, let me think about it because I don't like making decisions on the fly. Let me think about it. She's like, okay. So remember, I was planning on going back to work. So I'm like, let me get back to work. Let me see what the schedule is going to be like with the baby and we'll figure it out. She said, okay. So as soon as I quit my job, I got on the phone with her again. It was February 8th, our first meeting, which is I consider to be the birthday of my new business, February 8th. And I said, okay, I'm going to sign up with you and let's do this. But I'm telling you, I had no idea about the coaching world. And she introduced me to this entire universe. So I think that was probably the craziest thing that I did and the one that paid off the most because since then I've had three webinars, two uh, five-day challenges. I've created an entire course. I have a VIP community and I have a public community. I have you know, a booming um, you know, Instagram account that I'm still working on my Instagram account. That's like, has been my focus for the past month mm-hmm. and it's every day is different. And I'm, I'm just loving just going out and putting out content and talking to my people and giving them something that they need. So it's been an amazing ride these past, how, how long have I been in business? It's been about eight months now. It's been yeah, long. that's amazing for eight months because I, I will tell you, you know, having done this for seven years, it took me years to get any of that stuff lined up. Right. Um, and I didn't hire my first coach until last year. Right. <laughs> because exactly. I, like you, I thought I can do it on my own. Right. And I also didn't have the self-worth to say, mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to charge. This is what I'm actually good at. I yeah. just said, you want to pay me to do X, Y, and Z? Sure. Give me your money. Right. And that's what I tell women all the time. I'm like, stand in what you're good at, stand in your worth, stand yeah. in your prices, because you will 
not have to deal with so much heartache, so much stress, so much frustration if you just get those key things figured out right away like you did rather yeah. than mess around for years like I did. <laughs> and tell me tell me a little bit more about that. What were the first six years of your business like? I quit again without any like huge plan, kind of like you. Yeah. I quit because um, the inciting incident was I was an executive assistant for an insurance company. Mm-hmm. Grandmother passed away and I had to go to her funeral and then I got stuck in an ice storm when that happened and I couldn't get back to the office. And my boss was like, you need to get back here. You're needed. And I was like, I'm at my grandmother's funeral and I cannot control the weather. (laughs) Right. And then she basically um, threw me under the bus for some stuff that she had done with her big boss. Wow. And that was basically the last straw for me. I said, you know what? I have lots of friends that are freelancing. I'm just going to quit and see what happens. Yeah. And I did it. And, you know, things just lined up. But it was all, you know, learning how to market myself. And like, because I had a degree in marketing. Yeah. I knew some about digital marketing. But, you know, when I got that degree, social media was in its infancy. Yeah. So I still had to learn. I'm I'm still learning stuff every day. And that's right. what I love about entrepreneurship is yeah. that I'm always learning and growing. Yeah. Um, so I just messed around a lot. I, I tried different tactics. I worked with different clients, but I also dealt with a lot of really crazy clients. And a lot <laughs> of really awful people that treated me like crap because oh, no. I did not stand firm in what I knew what my expertise was, I I was terrified of the word expert. Yeah. And I think a lot of women can relate to that. Absolutely. And we are like, no, no, no. Because when I thought expert, I thought Amy Porterfield, right. Tony Robbins, you know, yeah. just all these people that were big, big names. That's what I thought of as expert. Yeah. And when I finally started working with my coach, um, was it last year? Yeah, it was like the beginning of last year. So the beginning of 2017. She said, no, no, no. An expert is who you are to the clients you work with. Right. And that just broke open my world. And I was like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> um, and I also really got into the concept of working on your mindset every day. I mm thought that was crazy hippie stuff before then right. yeah but I started realizing that like no you have to set the intention every day for what you want your day to look like you right. need to get into that headspace that you're able to create and flow and serve your community like you said I'm all about serving my community right. and I think that's a thing that's gotten lost with a lot of female entrepreneurs is we're all about the money but really in the end we're there to serve people yeah, no, I completely hear you. I mean, um, it has been super rewarding just to see, you know, people who are really there with you, who understand what you're talking about, and you see the need mm-hmm. when, when they ask you questions. So about the whole expert situation, yeah, I was just exactly like you. I mean, what am I an expert in if I'm just starting my business now? Mm-hmm. And then I, re- I had to 
own up to the fact, hey, your business didn't start February 8th of 2018. Your business started back in 2011 when you walked into that diner. You know a lot more about websites than you know the common folk, and that's who you should be helping. You are an expert to everybody else. So I had to really own up to that and say, no, my history is a lot longer than that. It values my education. It values everything that I have been through. So yeah, it's not a matter of, you know, just the people who make it are the experts. Hey, I know my stuff. So not let anybody else bully me when they disagree with something I say, or when I don't sound confident enough. So they decide to go a different way. I need to stand up and say, look, I I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Confidence. It, it's funny when you say that because I'm just thinking, you know what? I actually have 10 years experience when you put it that way. Yes. Because I uh, worked for a friend of mine for free, a pro bono. I did marketing for her her online business because she knew nothing about marketing. Yeah. And that's where I kind of learned all about, you know, Facebook ads and, you know, social media content and influencer marketing and PR stuff. Like I learned all about that just for fun, just for free. Right. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I had never thought of it that way. You know, in fact, I'm going to I'm going to double down on this and say that my experience goes back to even high school. The moment that I learned how to code, that's what you're paying for. You're paying for this experience, knowing how systems work, how your website works, how to just go quickly into your site and figure something out that will take you a couple of days to figure out. I could do that in minutes. So my experience goes back way before when I created my LLC for sure. And same with you and same with everybody else who's listening. You don't need a business to be an expert. You probably already are. You just need to step into it. Yep. So ladies, (laughs) you get nothing else out of this conversation. You need to stand in your expertise. If you don't know what that is, brainstorm. Think about the things that you are naturally good at. Think about the things that people say, wow, you're so great at X, Y, Z. Because for me, that's marketing and connecting people. But for you, it might be, you know, graphic design or planning events or, putting together really great outfits. Who knows? Like, <laughs> there are so many cool things that you could be leveraging to make money, even if it's on the side. So don't be yes. scared of that. You are an expert in something. You just have to figure out what that is. Exactly. And I am so glad that you actually mentioned the mindset piece, because again, that is a completely different universe than when you're working full-time in corporate. All that mm-hmm. sounds like woo-woo. It sounds like, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an example. I listened to, I I was reading an article of somebody um, putting down another person who does a lot of mindset work, who helps people Mm. feel empowered. And they were putting them down saying that stuff doesn't work. Like I was reading this person's book and I was like, okay, so this is where I'm getting stuck. Where am I getting stuck? And the book was just telling me, well, you just have to decide to make it happen. And I'm like, well, how do I decide to make it happen? Well, (laughs) just decide. So the person was kind of criticizing that like, hey, this person is just telling me to like make a decision, huh? And voila, everything will happen. Like, I don't think so. That's not how it works. And I'm here reading this. I'm like, you guys, the mindset stuff is super important, but not every 
you know, every guru, right? Not not every person out there talking about mindset will work for you, right? Mm-hmm. You got to find the one that works. And guess what? People who were reading that book about, you know, you just have to make the decision and wake up and own up to that decision and act differently based on that decision. That helps, you know, thousands of people who read that and say, damn straight, I really need to step into this. I really need to do this. And it changes their lives. So when you when you listen to somebody else talking about mindset or you read a book on mindset, if this stuff sounds a little bit too out there for you, I recommend that you just take what you need, take what is useful, and then throw away the rest. Yeah. Because the whole point of the whole mindset and and really stepping into your expertise and all of that stuff and making the decision to be a different person every day, all of that only works if you really believe it, right? And I I truly believe that the right things click for you at the right time. Yes. Because I had heard about mindset stuff and I used to be into journaling, but I didn't know about like gratitude lists or intention setting or manifestation or any of that stuff. Right. I had heard about it vaguely, but I thought that is stupid. Right. There's no way that's going to do anything. I had heard about the secret, like all yeah. that stuff years and years ago. And that just sounded like a load of crap. Now you know, now I'm like, okay, I'm all in for this because it clicked for me. Right. It makes sense. And the things that sound a little too crazy, I just say, okay, I'm going to come back to this later because it might make sense to me later. Exactly. I, I love it that you said it that way. Cause it's true. Like for, by the way, I still, I'm like, <laughs> I did see the movie, the secret and I'm telling you, it meant nothing to me, but I have been following other people who are into manifestation and um, I, like, like I just said, I just take what is useful, mm-hmm. leave the rest for later, leave the rest for like, okay, that's just not going to work. But what has really helped me is understanding that your mindset is what guides your life. Mm-hmm. If you are thinking, oh, all of that stuff is stupid and none of that is going to help me. And that's just for the hippies. And that, you know, is why am I spending time? meditating when I could be actually getting things done and doing things right like that was my mindset it's like Mm -hmm. why why am I even spending any time thinking about this stupid stuff when I could just take action and see results you know why because the actions that you take if they come from a mindset from a position of I am less than people are going to notice everything yep. that you put out there, every action that you take, people are going to smell it on you. It's, it's, it's incredible the aptitude that people have for sensing how you feel about certain topics, how you, by your body language, by the words that you use. So taking action is not enough. You have to take action that comes from an inspired place, from a confident place so that you can transmit that confidence onto everybody else who wants to follow you and who wants to do what you're telling them to do. But if you don't have that figured out first, the the people are not going to come. So it's not like take action and you'll see a result is work on your mindset. Make sure that you're sure of what you're saying, what you're doing, that you love doing it Mm -hmm. so that people will see that passion and that energy and will be attracted to you. So the way that I explain manifestation to people is, hey, you guys, it's not like there's this entity called the universe dishing out free stuff. And, <laughs> and all you have to do is raise your hand and say, hey, I want $1,000 over here, please. And when the universe doesn't give you $1,000, you're like, see, that stuff doesn't work. That's not 
what it is at all. The entire point of manifestation is convincing yourself to have the confidence and to say, if you want to say the universe, if you want to say God, if you want to say some other spiritual being, it's just to talk to someone mm-hmm. out there. But in reality, you're doing all this work for you to you speaking to yourself saying, I am going to manifest a thousand dollars. And guess what? You know what that does? It makes your brain start looking for patterns, Mm -hmm. which is what our brains do best. All right. Like that's why we have deja vu. That's why, you know, when you smell a certain smell, it, it brings back a memory from something else. Your brain is constantly looking for connections in itself. So when you say to yourself, I'm going to manifest $1,000 this month, guess what your brain subconsciously is going to do? It's going to try to figure out how he can make he, your brain is male apparently, um, how, how he can yeah, make- She's a girl, come on. She's a girl. So how she can make that happen. It's like, okay, Ina said that there's $1,000 out there and she really believes that this is going to happen. So how? Let me figure this out. How? So that is how manifestation works is by making use of just the biology of your brain. So you can find these patterns and take actions that you wouldn't have otherwise. Mm. And all of a sudden, at the end of the month, you have an extra $1,000. It's like, how did that happen? And you can reason with it. It's like, well, it wasn't my brain doing anything. This happened because of this and this and this and this. Yes, but you wouldn't have gotten to the end of the month and realized, hey, I have an extra thousand dollars if you hadn't set the intention that you want the extra thousand dollars. Exactly. All of it is connected to your brain and your physiology and how the brain works. It's not a magical entity that you have to try to make yourself believe in. That's how I explain manifestation. I think that's that's a really great way to explain it because when I first heard about it, I was so confused. Yeah. (laughs) Because it was so like abstract. So I was like, okay, I want to learn how to manifest. So I was reading all these books and I was like, okay, this makes no sense still. There's no like, I'm very step-by-step to-do list kind of person. So I'm like, okay, I need steps. I need directions. Like, and nobody was saying, okay, you do this and then you do that. It was just believe and it will happen. Right. Like, uh, okay. So I really want non-crappy clients, but I'm still getting crappy clients. What's, what's going on? (laughs) And it really was that energy because again, I didn't believe in myself. I didn't have the confidence to present myself as the expert that I am. So I was attracting bad people. Same thing with like money, with like the scarcity mindset. Like I did not believe I was worth really higher ticket prices. So I didn't confidently project that. So I never got those prices. Right. I totally see what you're saying because it's really a matter of having the confidence to put yourself out there in a way that is going to attract better clients. Because what happens is when we are not that confident, the kind of clients that we have conversations with, we start to just brush off a few things that we notice that are a little bit off. And I'm sure you've noticed this, that when you have, you know, bad clients, right? When you have clients that are just giving you a hard time or their attitude is not great or they're not listening to you, I'm sure you noticed a few little things in the beginning of the relationship that were a little bit off, like Mm -hmm. they showed up late to the first meeting or they had you reschedule the second meeting twice. Or um, when you were talking, you noticed that they were like only half listening, but like Mm -hmm. not really going with the strategy 
strategy that we're set that you were setting up, there are always clues. So if you stepped into your expertise, if you had that confidence, you'd be like, it doesn't sound like you're the kind of client that I would want to work with. It sounds like this is just going down the wrong path, right? So when you accept the clients, if you are confident and you know that you can get better clients, you start declining clients and saying, I don't think I can help you at this time. So that's how you start manifesting better clients. You start saying no to the ones that are giving you a hard time and start making space, making room for the ones that are going to be good. Does that make sense? That is so true. I actually started doing that a few months ago and it was so scary for me because I had been in such a, like a pattern of lack where Mm. I was just like, oh, you want to give me money? Okay, cool. But I just, I would get on calls with people and I would realize like, no, we are not a good match. You're going to be a pain in the ass. Yeah. So I don't want to work with you. Of course, I didn't say that. And I fully believe that there's the right person for the right client. So it's not like there's, I'm the only one doing what I do. (laughs) Exactly. so many other people that do it. I just end up finding the right people at the right time. And that's one of the intentions I write every day is the right clients find me, the right clients want to work with me. Because you don't have to work with everybody that sends a request to your website or sends you a Facebook message or responds to a Facebook group post. You don't have to take everybody because that person may not be the right person for you. Exactly. And going back to the pricing, just to tie it up, all up with a nice little bow. I'm going to tell you an example. I, <laughs> this is going to, it's, it's funny to me, but I'm sure it's not funny to this other person I'm talking about. I signed up for a program. Okay. And this person who launched the program, they actually gave it a really low value, a really low price point. And I knew who this person was. I knew the kind of people he had worked with. Um, so when I saw that price tag, I mean, my, my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, I can't believe he's offering these services for this low. So I immediately signed up. But guess what? Because he hadn't really uh, reached out to a lot of people, he was just starting to build his audience. I imagine that's why he gave it a low price because he was mm-hmm. kind of beta testing it. I signed up immediately. I'm like, yes, I will work with you for this. And it was supposed to be a group program. But it turns out that not a lot of people signed up. And um, I believe, I firmly believe it's because he didn't price it right. Mm-hmm. It's because his, like, and, they, and they, everybody talks about energetic match, being an energetic match to yeah. a certain action, to a certain price point. I really feel like he feels like he cheaped himself into this. So when I have meetings with him, guess what? These are not group meetings anymore. These are one-on-ones now. And he should be getting a lot more money for one-on-ones. He should be getting a lot more money for one-on-ones. So because not everybody signed up and I'm still showing up, right? I paid peanuts to work with somebody who's worked who's worth probably $25,000. So I am having meetings with him and I can see his energy like drift, Mm. right? I can see his energy and I try to address it straight on. I try to tell him, hey, I know what you're going through, but I want you to know that it's a real treat for me to pick your brain. So I will. I'm going to keep showing up to these sessions and I'm going to pick the heck out of your brain because I really wanted to work with you. So I want you to know that you're doing a lot, really, really good stuff for me. But his energy is not there because he feels like he should be paid more for this. So my message to everyone out there is that don't try to set a price tag that is so low because you're afraid that people won't buy. 
All right. Because when you do that, you don't show up the same way. And people who sign up don't show up the same way. I'm a yep. freak. I mean, I, I, I am showing up for that program for, because by golly, I know who this person is. But people who like, if I were charging $100 for one-on-one clients, right? Like $100 a month, people would just not show up. People would yep. reschedule meetings with me all the time. People, they, they feel like, well, it's just a hundred bucks anyway, right? If I never show up, it's just a hundred bucks that I just threw down the toilet. And on my side, I would feel a little bit like you guys are getting a lot of value for just a mm-hmm. hundred bucks. So it, your price has to really match your confidence, your expertise, and the expectations of your clients. So you can both show up and really give your best. Yes. So that's why the price point is so, so important, so related to all it of it. It really, really is. You know, yeah. and it's taken me so long to figure that out because mm. I, I do a little bit of business coaching sometimes. And I worked with a girl who was new in business and she kept having really low package and low session prices for her coaching. I was trying to explain that to her, but she kept getting those clients that would skip out an appointment, say they couldn't pay, blah, 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 blah. And I really do think it was because she didn't have the right price because it's kind of like when you see like designer clothes or something Mm -hmm. like that, they're priced high and you automatically think, wow, that must be worth so much money. Yeah. Because it's that price. It's the same thing with yourself and your services. Yeah. Just to go with that example, if I see, like, if I see a like a priceless coach bag, right? Like, and it's, I don't know, $850 on the shelf, right? And I'm, I'm, I know that doesn't sound so high for people who buy, you know, $3,000 <laughs> bags, but I'm here thinking, okay, that one, like, I'm here thinking like things that I, that I would buy, right? That one is $850. I'm like, Oh, I love it. I want it, you know? But if that same bag, that exact same bag was in the sales bin for 35 bucks, I wouldn't buy it. I would be like, oh yeah, well, I don't really need another bag, right? Exactly. You can talk yourself out of it. Yeah. So the price is so important. And if you are confident in your expertise and you're charging the right price, people are going to love paying for it and working with you. So let, let me say one thing. This might be confusing to you guys, but I truly believe there is like a cycle to getting your audience interested in you, which I'm sure you know about this. So you start with a freebie to get people knowing who you are. Then you upsell them to something cheap yeah. so that they get a little bit more invested. Then you go to a mid price point and then the high price point. Yeah. So that's a problem I see a lot in digital marketing is a lot of coaches and service providers launch right into their high ticket item when people mm-hmm. don't know you at all. Right. And there's mm-hmm. no way I would pay for one-on-one coaching with somebody that yeah. I had not been following or done some low price stuff with or yeah. gotten to know. Like, you wouldn't walk into a furniture store and not, and not even sit on any couches and <laughs> say, I'll pay for this $1,000 couch right now. Yeah. That would never happen. No. Same with online services and coaches. Yeah. No one's going to want to pay for your $20,000 for six month coaching practice if they don't know who the heck you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, yes, so everything we've been talking about, just for the audience's sake, everything we're talking about is about basically your premium offer, right? Your yeah. one-on-one, your your biggest package, right? That has to really be priced right. 
everything else that Melody just mentioned is your sales funnel, right? And getting people to like easing them into getting to know you so that they're comfortable enough to really pay the big item price. But yeah, absolutely. Just like Rachel did with me, right? I downloaded her uh, free resources library and immediately a $17 offer right? And I was hooked. And then she got me on the phone and she got me to buy her one-on-one package, right? So that happened very, very quickly. That's kind of like the point of efficiency that you want to get to. Yeah. But, um, you know, that, that is not the norm. The norm is you hang out at people's groups, you consume yeah. their free information, you, you value their time. So whenever you get like one-on-one exposure, it's amazing. And then you decide, you know what, I'm going to stop dilly-dallying. I'm going to stop playing around and I'm going to hire this person to really make something happen. Yeah. That's so true. So this has been the most fun conversation ever. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. It's great. Yeah, well, I hope you guys enjoyed, Ina. And uh, tell everybody where they can find you if they want to come work with you. Yeah, thank you. So um, so I am at inacoveny.com. You can follow me on Instagram at inacoveny. Make sure to spell coveny right, C-O-V-E-N-E-Y. <laughs> it ends in E-Y. People end up just saying N-Y, it's N-E-Y. And um, so, yeah, so find me on Instagram, inacoveny. I um, also want it to give you guys a little treat. So Melody, I created a special link just for you. It's at inacoveny.com slash Melody. And anybody who goes and checks that out, because we were talking about stepping into your expertise and figuring out what you're good at. I actually have a passion questionnaire. So what that does is you, you go, you put in your name and email, and it takes you to a form where it guides you through certain questions you should be asking yourself to figure out where your expertise is. And it's, it's, I've actually gotten so much good feedback from this questionnaire because it gets people to really think about what they're good at and how they could make money online by doing that thing. So I love this questionnaire. Just go to inacoveny.com slash melody, spell coveny right. It ends in EY. And uh, yeah, it'll take you straight there. And I would love to have you there and see you there. But um, thank you so much, Melody. This has been a wonderful conversation. I really had a lot of fun. I can't believe how much we covered here. I know. I feel like we covered everything. (laughs) Yeah. You guys are going to have fun listening to this. So I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you, Melody. Bye. Thank you for joining me for the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. To learn more about me, Melody Spencer, and the show, please visit swiftlysocial.com.